It is the Dirty Sheets back once again on your Friday for your ear holes. This is going to be behind that paywall, but we give you a little bit of the show first, but you can jump on over. If you have Apple, you could just click it and you could be subscribed and hear the whole show, or you can go to the dirtysheets.com and hear it if you have an Android. Otherwise, follow us at Dirty Sheets X, at Lingus Mafia, at Lock Betting X. And, uh, as you know, I'm Cab Manning. I'm from the Lingus Mafia podcast and the WrestleLingus show. I am with your number one source for all of your wrestling news as well as gambling. That is the profound Mr. Billy Body. Hey, um, yeah, it's not it's not been a, a lively week, really, which mm -hmm. is weird. Like, coming off the that pay per view, the one we talked about last week, that. Um, you know, sandwich pay-per-view, should we say. Yeah, because uh, we knew Rumble. all the winners, right? Yeah, and there wasn't any discussions between us this week to say, oh, we got to review that no, or whatever. No, We previewed all. it, but there was nothing. No, there was nothing at all. And even even before we came on, we were like, oh, what, what, what do we want to add on to the show? And actually, Elimination Chamber is not really, I mean, I know we're on it now. Sure. Elimination Chamber wasn't really on it. Like, no. What can you say? Yeah, it was the, there was nothing that was like, that's funny that that didn't even pop into our heads like, oh, we should talk about Elimination Chamber because it was, it was something to watch. It was there. Um, there was no real. I'll tell you the talking point. Mm -hmm. I'll tell you the talking point. Like, I bet you I can guess it. Now, like, talk, no, like, okay, no, I don't think you can. Um, sort of stumbled onto that talking point. Um, from you know what we just said, but um, would it not be? Did these people get fucked in this country for this stadium show? And based on the, I mean, look, they didn't get fucked by the WWE because the WWE didn't make the rumors up and start making photoshopped photos that said it was going to be the Rock and Roman, and maybe mm. they're going to get this match first. Then it's going to be Rock Roman first, and then. Cody Roman afterwards. So they're gonna just beat the Rocket Chamber and straight away we we're like, well that doesn't seem right. What's the proof? What's the how's that where's that come from? And the answer was Photoshop graphics. <laughs> just <laughs> random photoshopped graphics by fucking obsessive wrestling fans. And that was enough to start a rumor. I mean, it's amazing because that actually got more coverage than I actually get for accurately reporting correct stories <laughs> on a weekly basis and somebody basically sat at home with the trial version of photoshop and put out a um and put out a graphic that was like widespread shared to the point where people believed it um i think the, i think the general thing that's come about is when dave Meltzer reports things at the moment just believe the complete opposite um that that's a hundred percent um, his, his last report before Elimination Chamber was WWE have lots of surprises lined up for tonight. Hmm. That was, <laughs> I didn't see any. I, I mean, yeah, I guess if he's trying to say there's a surprise is the report that he sent out afterwards that said the hints that WWE dropped for WrestleMania, <laughs> the hint that it was going to be AJ and LA Knight after AJ killed LA Knight. That was a hint. 
that we're going to get that match at Mania. And there was one more hint uh, that we were going to have Logan Paul and Orton. I mean, it's like, this is the whole, you know, we need to uh, report that Razor Ramon is dead after WWE puts on their screen, Razor Ramon's dead. Well, I don't know what you do with the Kevin Owens feud if you do go into the, the Randy Orton feud. I guess that needs to be tied up. I don't, I'll be surprised if they just beat Kevin Owens on television. And I'll also be surprised if it's a three-way match because it's very underwhelming. Yeah. It's weird because the three-way, the three-way makes it more underwhelming for all three. Um, if Orton drops down to the US title and it's a three-way and Owens gets pinned by by Logan Paul and Orton's just, you know, his return is just essentially being put in multi-man matches on major pay-per-views and escaping pins. That doesn't seem right. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, the biggest surprise, if he's going to say, oh, his big surprise is playing tonight, I think the biggest surprise would be the lack of surprises. Because... I think after his terrible track record, he probably felt that he could report that and he could feel good about himself, even though it was he felt like he was probably stating the complete obvious. And he's posted that out and thinking, okay, whatever happens tonight, whatever remotely constitutes a surprise, I can say that's what I meant. Anything in the world. Anything. It's like I can report the sun will rise and... I can say that it did. That's what I think he was going for. I think it was kind of like along the lines of fucking um, the Chiefs, the the Kansas City Chiefs at home to fucking, I don't know who, I can't, do you know what's so crazy that the season's like three weeks in the past Mm -hmm. and it's so in my rear view mirror. Wow. I cannot even remember. I cannot remember who was, who was terrible? No, no, no. Oh. I mean, I'm talking like looking a three-win team, oh. um, and that's not. And normally, I would go to the Texans, but they, but they got better. So that's who's been for the last few years. Yeah, you'd um, have to go Patriots or uh, Redskins. Pan- Pan- Panthers. Panthers. That's true. It's the. It's yeah. So Meltzer sat there and was like, "The Chiefs are going to beat the Panthers at home," and thought that he would be good, um, and then absolutely, no- and absolutely nothing happened at all. To the point where we missed it on our notes. That is interesting. It's um, like we said. It's it was a pay per view to have to get the the other men's title to where it needed to be for challenger and the women's. That's basically what this was. Um, going into Raw the next night, I was oh God. I was making my notes and. I'm seeing Sammy do an interview about how he needs to get into, you know, a match. And all I'm doing is praying, please don't be Gunther. And then they walk by him and I wanted to kill myself. But then they started mentioning other people. So I'm like, you did speculate, not by hearing anything, just your own thinking is a possible ladder match. Yeah, that was I, I. I didn't hear that, but it looked like the direction that they were going into, and it seems like what they're doing is building up a lot of one-on-one kind of matches that wouldn't sell by themselves. So it doesn't look like they're going to cross-promote this. Well, they're obviously going to have the standard: everybody comes out with a microphone and stands mm-hmm. around a ladder kind of thing towards the end but 
but the build-up to that seems like it will be why Gable wants to win, why Sammy wants to win, mm. um, and I and I feel that nobody will win until they get to Montreal two weeks after the two weeks after WrestleMania. So you think uh, Gunther would hang on to it if it was a ladder match still? Yeah, I think he'll hang on to it for two more weeks, and then I think Sammy wins in Montreal. It's mm. not a bad thought because because they need something after like the, the war after Mania yeah. is fine, and then it's that second week where it's like okay, it's over, and not only is it over in terms of storylines got ended. Normally, that's the time where it's like, okay, Logan's off TV and Brock's off TV, and now it's going to be Roman's off TV and The Rock's off TV. So there's going to be a big lull, and maybe you can confuse people by saying we got this major pay-per-view main event happening in Montreal, and we're going to cycle back to Sammy and Roman at Elimination Chamber from uh, a year and a year and a year or so ago, and this time it'll be him beating Gunther, which they can make. Equally as important. I mean, Gunther could actually beat him in Montreal and it would probably still be the same, you know, business-wise, like in terms of what the number does and whatnot. But, I mean, eventually someone's got to beat him. But you've got Gable out there talking about his him upsetting his daughter. Yeah. Now, historically, when storylines start to um, reference things like that, is a telltale sign that you're changing the belt to that person. But I don't think that's the case. I think this is just how they, that it's weird. It's, it's the irony is, is that we've got one guy who I think it's very likely at least is, is there's a full, full commitment to finishing his story. And it almost sidetracks you because you think, well, he'll finish his story and he'll finish his story. And when you hear these, these little, um, tidbits where these guys are talking about why they need to win and dedicating it to daughters and Sammy saying he needs to have his Rocky story. Then you think, Oh, he's, well, that's his story. And that's his story. And he, even Drew's got his story. He's like, Oh, I want to finish it in front of fans. Well, if they all set up really great stories and they fail, you can't turn around to the company and say, Oh, you set that up for failure. It's like, well, no, that's what storytelling is supposed to be because just because you told good stories doesn't mean that you need to pay off with that person winning. All stories should be good. They should be, there shouldn't be good stories and shit stories. Everyone challenging for a title should actually have yeah. a good story. Um, we've just become complacent to it. So now when we see a good story or even any story, we're like, Oh, Cody needs to finish the story. Why? because his dead dad held a fucking belt in his hands at Madison Square Garden. You know what's the better story? Chad Gable's daughter's crying. You know what's the better story? Rat Sammy saying that he's Rocky. So now we're entering into um, a kind of an era where everybody has stories. I think we are now fixing a big complaint I had for a while with um, women's matches always needing to be with a belt. And now we have these outside stories with... Nia and Becky and mm. Liv and Rhea, even though that's, you know, Rhea's the champion, but Liv still wants revenge for why she was out injured. Um, whilst Tiffany, I think, will have a match against Bianca, which hopefully she'll win at WrestleMania um, to kind of skyrocket her. And mm. then Jade 
might be the one who has the match with Nia Jax if, if they do that. So you do now have these matches and these, these stories going on across the company. There do seem to be some improvements, but for all of that, there are still dead things happening with um, Champa and Gargano teaming up with Miz and Truth and that being thrown together and Ivar being on TV doing stuff and Akira Tozawa and yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of shit that I don't that I, that I don't have any interest in on Mondays. Do you think they're going to do the whole because um, they said regeneration X? Do you think they're going to come out and they're going to say fuck this and they're going to just like dress completely like the people that Truth thinks they are? I don't know who Miz would be then, and, uh, no, and I don't I remember. I think Miz a black would be the only. NBA. I think Miz would be the only fucking straight one in there, like. Going, what the fuck is going on here? You know, one of those things. Um, well, who's know, the black guy? Well, you know what? He should do white face the way uh, X Pac did blackface, and be X Pac. You can't do that now. Yeah, you could do white face. I don't think you get in trouble for that. Because the white don't maybe give just a be shit. Road dog. He could be road dog. Yeah, he could be road dog. He 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 got the chops to do that, but. Uh, um, I, I do think they might design. They may design re, regeneration X as like a t-shirt, right? Yeah, I'm sure there's got to be a t-shirt for that. I mean, the thing is, like, Champa's so good when he's like a serious bad guy and all that shit. And then it's going to be now this. This is what he's reduced to. I mean, those those stories with him and Gargano killing each other were some of the best shit I've seen in wrestling. Where he's spitting on his wedding ring and throwing it in the crowd. That shit was fucking phenomenal. And now you get goofy, stupid shit. And it's like, oh, fuck. Um, I worry a little bit about the whole Nia deal. Because I'm assuming that Becky beats her because she's got to get her, you know, redemption that she beats her now. And I'm like, so Nia is some undestructible thing that beats everybody up but loses every match she fucking has. And then she has to face Jade. So where's the the real threat there? She, if she just loses all the time, well, she'd be losing back to back matches. But I think my takeaway from that is essentially that there's no chance that Becky wins the title at WrestleMania, and I think mm. that is seen by many as a fifty fifty match. But running through the projected card and knowing that last year there were only two title changes and none of them were on night two huh. I do believe we'd be looking at something similar with two maximum three title changes is I think the most that they would want to do because you got to look at like all these people are in, engrossed in long 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 title reigns which is the way that they do things at the moment so I, I don't think that we'll see more than three um and that would mean to hear more of the Dirty Sheets episode, either subscribe on your Apple podcast app or go to the dirty sheets dot com. If you have an Android to hear the rest of the shows.